I'm in the studio with Jay Halim. 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 You are now in the studio with Jay Halim. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Jay Halim. We are back in the studio one more time for another episode of Starve Talk. And y'all know how much I feel about authors because I'm a three-time author. So I got this brother here from the great state of South Carolina. Y'all know I made my bones in South Carolina. So uh, I'm glad to talk to this brother about his book and about his story, more importantly, because he definitely fits the bill for an individual that understands the word STARVE and our acronym for STARVE, which is Stand Tall and Reclaim Victory Every Day. I believe he walks it, he talks it, and then he ended up writing it. So right, right. I want to talk to I want to introduce you guys first to Mr. Willie C. Williams. How you doing, Mr. Willie? I'm doing good. How you doing today, man? Doing well, man. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. I've been watching everything that you're doing and um, just, again, taking the time out to talk to me today. So let's get right into it, man. You know, um, you're an author, but it didn't right. start that way. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't start that way. So you're from Mullen, South Carolina. South Carolina. So, so how was that? And what, you know, people, people, everybody got their thoughts about what Mullen, South Carolina, or just South Carolina period. Cause I'm originally from New Jersey. So when I came to South Carolina right. for college, I thought I was going to see nothing but cows and, and piggly wigglies and all that. But then I, I ended up coming to Columbia. So I'm like, Oh, it's not that bad. You know? So how was it in Mullen, South Carolina? Well, it, well, in Mullen, you're going to see the cows and the pigs and the, <laughs> <laughs> and the piggly wigglies. You know what I'm saying? So, Mullins is a small town, and uh, there's not even five thousand people in Mullins. So if you check your almanac, you check you check your almanac right now, the the city of Mullins not even in it because you got to have five thousand people in the, in the town to even make it to the almanac. So Mullins is real small, man. Everybody know everybody. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, and I went to school with a bunch of people at Benedict, um, from Mullins. So met some good people there. And, um, you know, so growing up in Mullins, you know, what, what was it like, man? You know, what was your school situation like? Were you, you know, a great student? What, what, how was that? Well, I was, I was an average student, you know. As I got older, I kind of downplayed, you know, being smart. So it was, you know, life, life in Mullins was, very, was, was good. Man. I, can't, I ain't got no complaints about it. You know, make you very humble, you know. Yeah. yeah. It make you very humble living in a small town. <laughs> Did you have a chance to go like visit family in other bigger places and see other things? Well, you know, I'm from, I was born in New York City. Oh, okay. So, so I came when my parents died in 78. That's how I got to Mother South Carolina. Okay. You know, so I'm originally from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Great, great, great. Yeah, I'm about 20 miles away from Brooklyn and across the right bridge in Jersey. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's a different, I think I got a different mindset because yeah. I was, you know, to that. When I was younger and coming to South Carolina, so my mindset gonna be a little different from. Yeah, we identify with that very well because that I, I experienced that same thing when I came down to South Carolina at eighteen. I was on something different than the people I was around for the most part. Right. And, you know, right. I was, you know, the fast talking kid. You know, yeah, always on my hustle. <laughs> always. Yeah, <laughs> that type of situation. <laughs> so you know, I, I totally get it, and I'm asking you these questions because I know your story. But I want to paint the picture for the person, you know, who, who's listening right now or who's viewing. 
And so they can kind of see because a lot of times we have stereotypes. We have, okay, well, I came from a broken home or my dad wasn't there or this, that, and the third. And it put us in a certain situation or I come from wealth and this is what put me in this situation. So I want to see where you want the people to see where you fall in that category. You know, okay. so after you, as you become an adult and you start, you know, what, what does that look like? Do you just go right into working or what, what was your space at after school? Okay, well, after, after I finished high school, I went to Morris College right there in oh, Sumter. Yeah. yeah I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't finish, but that's what I got until the streets. Because yeah. I got a, had a lot of, when you go to college, you have a lot of opportunity to do anything you want to do, but you don't anything. have that person over you. So I got into the, you know, I got into the streets and one thing led to a number. And then in 1996, that's when I got sentenced to 45 years in prison for attempted murder. Yeah. So, you know, I got sentenced to that in 96. Don't go too know. far past that. Don't go too far past that. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're, you're mixing up. You, you, you in the street. What gets you to this point far as, you know, was it, uh, you know, just an altercation? Was it beef? Was it just, like, what, what was that? Maybe just a, a, a bad night? Just, you know, because a lot of times things be, you know, you got the gang situation now. That wasn't really prevalent on the East Coast back in the day. But, um, you know, what was the what was going on when, when this happened to put you in that situation? And was this your first time getting in trouble? It, it was it was most definitely my first time getting in trouble. But it was more I was about to, you know, I was getting longer further and further along in college and you see things you want, you want money. So I was about to get an intern at WLTX channel 19 in Columbia. Wow. So I, I met a guy, you know, he said, I know how you, I know how it is. I know you need a little money, you know, so he gave me a little something guard on the streets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I, got into, I got into the streets real hard. You know, that money was coming fast. I just got all about school. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I totally identify with that. <laughs> you know, all about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I identify with that 100%. And so, you know, 1996, you talk, you mentioned you, you know, you had, got in you had got in trouble for attempted murder. Walk us through that situation. I mean, um, was this an enemy of yours? Was this a bad night or how did no, that work just, out? It was, it was this, it was in the streets. So one thing led to another. You know, it, I shot him. You know, he tried to, he owed me some money. Okay. Yeah, I thought no, I was serious. Yeah, yeah, no, so I understand. You let, you, let, you, let, so you let one person take it, and you know, somebody's gonna try to do the same thing. So, yeah, and I totally understand that. Totally understand that. And so, you you getting sentenced to forty five years? Did you think that they were going too far? Going too far with you in that? Well, I think you know the way they, the way they did my sentence. So I got twenty years plus another twenty years. Mm. So I had to do two sentences really. So I had to do, it was like 20 years consecutive to another 20 plus the five. So I had time everywhere, man. Wow. I had time here, here, you know what I'm saying? I had to do, so my mind was kind of out of there when I, when I first got to prison. I was kind of angry at the world. That's usually how that works. So what, at what point was the breaking point? Because in order for you to get out and be doing the things you're doing, something in there had to shift and at what point did you have this the shift, that mindset shift to where you can say, okay, if I get another shot, I'm gonna do something different? Well, it was it was the I, I think it was for me, it was when I went when I went to prison, my daughter was four years old. Mm -hmm. Right. So the shift came to me when it was when she was able to come up there by herself, you wow. know, without 
she was driving over by herself. So the officer was like, "Is that your daughter? That's your daughter." So I've been, the, I've been the, I've been the one prison for fifteen years. Wow. They kept that one prison for fifteen years. So a lot of officers met me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't, you know they, they met my daughter. So as within those within those years, I, I, I've got a little reputation with the officers. Yeah. So they, they let me do things that I ain't supposed to do as a normal inmate because I was yeah. there so long. So the new ones come in. So now it's like a new regime. Yeah. So now they, oh, you think you this, you think you that. You it's, it's a new new guys here. So you know the the that was the turning point for me when my daughter was eighteen years old. She was able to come and see me by herself. So I was like, man, I got to get up out of here. Wow. That changed my that changed my whole my whole way of thinking. So you 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 got a chance to watch your daughter grow up, and the people that you were you know gelling with was watching your baby grow up. Right. And so that 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 definitely had to be tough on that you me, to, to, to see that. And so did anything that you do differently in there? Did you was it a religious thing? Was it just you just saying, I'm gonna read more books, I'm gonna study? What was it, some of the things you were doing to prepare you to, to come home? Because I mean, you didn't do all that time. So something had to happen for it to be uh, a significant reduction. Okay, so this, I'm gonna I'm 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 let you know how my testimony, that's how, that's how God worked for me. That's what so, we're here for, that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> so but like I'm saying, 96, I, I got caught, you know say I, I went to prison. So in 2008, I got caught with a cell phone. Okay. So they put me in consolidated confinement for six months. So I couldn't do nothing for 23 hours a day. I had to stay in my room in jail cell for 23 hours a day. So instead of going crazy, I just started writing. So I started writing a rhyme, right? Now, you know, characters, I was like, well, I can put this character in there, put this character in there. The next thing you know, I had like four, four, four chapters of a book, right? Yeah. So I just kept on, I just kept on writing, kept on writing, kept on writing. So within that six months, I had a book and a half. Wow. So I wrote these books, I wrote these books in 2008. And here it is, 2022. Wow. So that's how I got work, man. I never, I never intended to be no writer. It was just that situation that I got caught with a cell phone. I had to go to had to go to the hole for six months. And I just started writing, man. And God just took over my hand and he started writing. And here we are today, you know, yeah. 20, maybe. Maybe twenty five hundred sold so far. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now you got you you're in there and you're writing, and yeah. you when you at the six months when you come out, and you know that you have were well, you done with like you said a book and a half. Was that the end, or was you had two books when you were done, or was it just a book and a half when you after the six months? Well, after the six months, it was a, it was a book and a half. Then I got back in population, and I just kept on writing. Okay. So so I ended up with three books. I got three books. So I got the next book coming out. This Father's Day, part okay. two. And then I got the next one come out, 2023 Father's Day. So the next three years, I got these books coming out. So I really got a five-year plan for my books. I love it. So within five years, I think these three books will get me 10000 to the uh, bestseller mark. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for me, I, I, you know, the big thing for me is like when you, because what, what year did you come home? I came on 2013 after 17 years and 17 years and two months straight, man. So you had these books written in five years prior. So what was the marketing plan? You know, when you're like, hey, because what what had to happen? Because did you know you were going to get out significantly early? Because from 45 no. to 17 is, is 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 significantly early. So what happened to you know? Did you join any programs? 
Did you start working on some, or, or, or was it great behavior? What, or did any laws change to get you to in a position, or did you um, redo your trial? Something happened like that. No, I was, I was a, I was a model inmate. They say so. I didn't never, I didn't never get in trouble with that one time. Yeah. So within that, so within about, about seventeen years and two months, I got in trouble one time. So I was a model inmate. They say so. The so my last two years of my incarceration, they sent me to a prison camp, like. What is that movie called Life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was like that. So my last two years, they let me come into population. Like, they let me come back to society to like kind of adapt me back into society since I was gone so long. Yeah. So you know, I was like I'm saying, I was like a model inmate, man. I just had to do what I had to do. Like I'm saying, when my daughter turned 18, man, my whole mindset changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, because you know, we all got brothers and sisters still, you know, um, behind. The wall and this again, this kind of helps out because if it, you know, if you can give a word and say, Hey, well, I was a model inmate, or I, I use this program because I I, I got a, a young brother, family member of mine who's facing um, he got a murder charge. And as soon as he went in, they said, Well, if you get in this program, we can take five years off your sentence. And um, it was some type of program, he you know, work release or something, I don't know, some type of thing he's doing, and then you know, so it was five years was coming, they gave him. 30 so that automatically taking five off of it then he has some other things he's doing and also he's going up for appeal but you know um if it's always about education for us too so if you know something that another brother or sister can can use to help you know because i feel like 45 years if that's all if it's something to shoot somebody definitely but the way they charging people I don't see right. if you shoot somebody, they should have 45 years. You didn't kill them. And then a lot of times I know people who killed people and got 10 years or less. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So right. and then people that got drug charges, they run run wild on them. So it's just, you know, again, we want to always try to educate and put people in position where they, they're learning something that they probably didn't know from somebody mm-hmm. like yourself, because maybe they didn't go behind the wall, but they got a friend in the family, a brother, a sister, whoever is in behind the wall and something that can probably help them. That's why I'm asking. Those type of questions. But again, you get there and at what point did you find out that you were going to be going home early? I mean, I know they sent you to the camp. Did they tell you before that? Or you just was like, I'm cool. I'm going to the camp. That, I mean, I was cool going to the camp because I was behind the wall for 15 yeah. years. <laughs> so I went up. I'm, I'm, see, I made parole in 2013. Okay. So I still had to be on uh, parole to 2018. Okay. Was that your so first I, time going up for it? No, I went up six times. They wow. took me down six. <laughs> so, matter of fact, uh, what's the brother that been on your show? Uh, me and Lester Young been together. Yeah, yeah, Lester Young. <laughs> so that's my guy. So me and him was, you know. So I took a lot of things from him back there. You know what I'm saying? I'm also taking, still taking things from him out here on the street because he, yeah, he's doing Lester's some good, good things. Yeah, he's a good yeah. brother. <laughs> him and I did a bunch of things together. He's been on the show. Uh, and again, because I'm a felon, you know, so right, I right. we got to connect and. um we know some of the same people and, you know, Les is doing amazing work out in the yeah, community. Yeah. You know, I've been a part of his programs. He's been a part of mine. And so, yeah, we got to continue to support each other. Yeah. And, yeah. So definitely. But yeah, that, that right there, you went up six times. Six Did you times, feel man. like, okay, well, it's this just it, because it's amazing that you went up six times in that amount of time. When you give up somebody 45 years, you would think it's a long term before they give you an opportunity to even go off for parole. Because like, if I got 45 years and I go off for um, parole in five, I don't feel like I'm gonna get it. I feel like it's a waste of time. Cause I, right. I you, know, you gave me five, 45. 
You gonna let me out of five? What was the point of doing all that? But right. then they let you, then they, you got six times. <laughs> so six did you times. feel like it was a waste of time when it, this time when you was going up? No, because I went to the, uh, they sent me from behind the wall to the- So you felt good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the majority of the time people, they do it like that. So I, I was a violent defender, so I had to go pro every two years. Oh, okay. So I started going to pro in 2000, maybe four or five. Yeah. And then I started going boom, every two years, they turned me down, turned me down, turned me down. So when I got caught with a cell phone in 2008, I had to go for parole like two months er, uh, two months later. So I had to go to up parole with the with the yellow jumpsuit on. Yeah. So I so, knew I was gonna make it then. <laughs> yeah. So I went back to the I went back to the cell. I started writing boom, 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 boom. They led me back in population. Uh I went up for parole again in 2010. I didn't make it. That's when they sent me to the prison camp in 2010. I stayed there two years on the prison camp. It was like Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence life, man. <laughs> Did you feel like in 2010 you gave them enough of an impression to say, okay, I might not, they might not let me out, but they see enough to know that I don't need to be behind this wall. Yeah, because when when I got to the when I got to the prison farm, they didn't let me like go out and you know on the on the bus like yeah. everybody else with the chain they didn't let me do it. they let me get on the tractor yeah. and ride down it and, and cut the grass by myself go out in the country by myself so they already knew what they had and I already knew that if I do something wrong you know you know they, them hunters so they'd be out in the woods they got the camouflage on they was I'm see if really gonna do something I'm gonna see if really gonna go to this car I'm yeah. see if really gonna do this so I was always mindful when they let me out there by myself because I had 45 years and they yeah. let me out there on, on the street by myself with no supervision, cutting grass. Yeah. So I know they was always they was always watching me. So I had yeah. to do what I had to do to get home. <laughs> <laughs> so you in there, you write the book, and mm -hmm. when did you did you immediately name it Ballin when you first did it, or did, did it have another title? Well, it had different titles because. I was gonna call it colors because of the characters, all the characters, most of the characters got color last name, black, brown, green. Now I'm like, nah, that sounds like a game. Then I'm gonna call it the then I'm gonna call it the mud because mud is the mud. But then I heard uh Lil Wayne and Young Jeezy song balling <laughs> when I was on lockup in 2008, 2009. So I said, man, that sounds like a good. So that's how I named it balling. So it's playing came up with it. Explain to everybody, you know, the title. I mean, you got the title from them. That was the inspiration. But why did it, why was it significant to what's um, in the book? Oh, because the, because of the book is, is balling. It, I mean, it's the real life balling. <laughs> Cars, women, houses, jewelry. You know, it, it, my book is about six best friends from Mother South Carolina growing up. You know, going out to the world and becoming famous and coming back to Mother South Carolina and balling out. So I got a character in there that make it to the league. I mean, I, I say the league in my book. I don't want to say I didn't say NBA in my book. Yeah, but I, I just said the league. Yeah. So I have I have two other guys in the book. They go into the NFL. I just say the draft. Yeah. So a lot of stuff in my book is like like the McDonald McDonald's and McDowell thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to put NBA in there. I just say the league. So this yeah. like is a guy. This like I got the. We had a coach. I had a coach named Mark Gerald. He had died. So in that book, I 
gave a little tribute to him. Instead of saying the Heisman Trophy, I said the Gerald Trophy. Yeah, yeah. So I just put it up like McDonald's and McDonald's, like the coming to America thing. So I just I know, no, thing no, no, I'm with you, man. <laughs> I'm with you. And that's that's good. That's good. You know, they like you said, they ain't paying you <laughs> to be in your right. So, you know, you putting the book together. What part of this, you know, um, come from, came from, the content came from your own background, from your life besides using Mullins, any inspiration? Well, the, the, my book comes from talking, so I've, been, I've been in prison so long, and the young guys come in, and they telling me about ecstasy and, you know, all these pills they popping to have sex with these women. Wow. So I'm like, you did what? 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 So now, I'm putting them in, you know what I'm saying? I'm writing stuff down. I said, I could do this. You know, this guy said he did this to this female, that to this female. And this. So I could put that in the book. Wow. So a lot, stuff, a lot of stuff I wrote in this book is from people telling me what they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, listen, that means you were making good on your, uh, on your time, man, because you. When, sure. one thing I tell people, you want to go to church or the, or the jail, you find anybody in church or jail. You know, you got plenty of characters. Yeah, it's plenty of characters back there. Yeah, plenty of characters. People, you know, gonna you're gonna learn so much really? from individuals if you go to church or jail, because those are the same, that's the only places or oh, the hospital. hospital. <laughs> you know, you're gonna see people axe murderers to you know the yeah. nicest person in the world. They can they can end up in church or prison. It don't even matter. Right. It's only right. it's just one decision, you know, that separates them, and that's it. But you can learn so much, and um, you know, a lot of people don't use that time to be creative. They want to play cards or dominoes or gamble. You know what I mean? I, I didn't never play no cards or gamble or learn how to play chess. I was always, you know, like reading books or in the library or, you know, trying to do martial arts. <laughs> you know, playing basketball, cutting hair, something like that. What was your I favorite was always, book? What was your favorite book? What, you know, I, I was most in the Zane and Terry Woods, you know, okay. urban novels. Yeah, okay. Iceberg Slam. So that's okay. basically how my book is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> those type books. Yeah. Uh, so that's how my book is. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, so like I had a conversation with a with a, with a pastor around here, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, hi, Pastor, you, I ain't going to say his name. Yeah, so I said, hey, Pastor, how you, how you, um, you like my book? He said, oh, Mr. Williams, you, your book, Vulgar. So I'm like, I was like, hold up. I said, hold up, Pastor. So you got what I'm saying? I'm, I understand I'm a I'm a brand now. I got to be professional. Mm -hmm. So I said, Pastor, I said, hold up, Pastor. I said, hold up. I said, the Bible got all type of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Right? I said, the Bible got all type of men messing with boys, you know what I'm saying, rape and all type of stuff. So that's how I got to come at him. So he was, you know, he looked at it. He didn't know I was going to come at him like that. I think that was right. <laughs> so I'm saying, don't I said, Pastor, don't say my book vulgar when you teach out a book that got all type of stuff in it. So yeah, yeah. So this book, this book, this book, man, got all type of people think they in the book. Think I'm talking about them, you know. <laughs> so I like that. That's what they want to think. That that'll get the buzz, more buzz. Yeah. So you 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 get the notification that you're coming home. You're not coming home empty handed. You're coming home with three books in your hand. What's the game plan? What's 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 the what's the plan from the time you leave to hey this is how i make this happen well i didn't really i didn't really um uh, i wanted to put the books out but i didn't really want to put the books out because i had needed money when i came over because you know how they need money <laughs> yeah immediately <laughs> so <laughs> so i had a little, i started off at um budweiser warehouse mm -hmm. you know doing that then i, I said i ain't want to do that no more and then i started doing the construction 
So I did construction job for a little while, boom, boom, boom. Then that came very lucrative for me, man. I started my own little business, man. Uh, my, my own little business, but I started We're going to get to that. We're going to get yeah. to that. And we walking the dog on this thing. We're going to get to that yeah, because so, so. I want people to know that transition because yeah. just because from idea to fruition, sometimes it could be, it could be five years, it could be 10 years, you know, but I don't mm. want people to feel like because you can't put your idea to work to, for you today, that you don't, you know, you're you're doing what a lot of people ain't never been to prison or never right. don't have a record have problems with. Like me specifically, I teach um, when it comes to I won't starve. That's what this is about about training. And you'll be surprised the people who come home from prison or got felonies, they be motivated. The other yeah. cats, be cats that don't have a felony, and they think, man, I got this idea, and they just want it to happen overnight. Like you said, you like I got these books, but I need a bag real fast. I need to go get a job. I need to get. Acclimate. Right. I need to get something going on. And so that's why I ask these questions because you'll be surprised who you're helping. Yes, you definitely can, a person who's behind the wall or just coming home can see you, but it's a lot of people that, that never seen behind the wall, never, don't have no encumbrances, nothing stopping them from going forward, but they're not going forward anyway. So they need to hear these type of things. Right, right, right. So I, I try to, this, uh, my thing is, I don't want to be no role model. I just want to inspire people. You know what I'm saying? I just want to inspire somebody. I don't want to. I don't want nobody to look at me because I think the role model should start in the home first. Yeah, it should. But the sad part about it is that's not what's happening. And so <laughs> our role models, I'm like, I tell people, I never really had mentors. All my mentors were pseudo mentors. Once I got right. to, you know, I lived in North New Jersey. It's rough. The people yeah. I saw with suits and ties and business people were on, on TV. Right. And I had imagination. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw. Martin in 96 in his movie, Thin Line Between Love and Hate with all that he always dressed nice talking to the girls. Or so right. Eddie Murphy in Boomerang and, and you see yeah, all right the brothers now. dressed up. You know, I didn't see that. You saw the, you know, the Harry, Win I mean, the uh, Carl Winslow's and the and, uh, Uncle Phil's, and, uh, you know, on, on TV shows and uh, Bill Cosby. I didn't see that in the hood. So right. I couldn't get that inspiration from that. But I'm like, wow, I do look cool living in a house like that as opposed to living in a house 15 people in a three-bedroom apartment, you know? So, like, how can you get to that point? So when somebody in Mullins or somebody in South Carolina can literally see you, and you might not want to be their role model, but I, know I, don't, think we, I don't think we got a choice in that matter. If we keep right, right. You know, breaking barriers, people are going to be like, right. yo, yeah, that's, that's what he is. But the inspiration thing is perfect. You know what I'm saying? But hey, they that's on them to choose if you their role model or not. <laughs> but I know I know that comes with the territory. I know that comes with the yeah. territory. Mm -hmm. But I put it in my mind, I don't want to be no role model, but I know a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, looking up to me because it's in a small town, you know. So it, it's certain things I can't do, certain things I can't go no more, you know, certain people I can't <laughs> be all. around. At you all. Know. <laughs> you trying to act funny, man. We'll act funny, you know. If people see me now, some people that I grew up with, you know, that I don't been to prison. They ain't, you know, they may have went to school for a little while, two, three years, but they back home still with their mom and daddy. They ain't working. They, you know what I'm saying? So now their mom and dad go in the house and be like, yo, Willie Williams came home. He done started his business. He done started a book. So now <laughs> they see me. So now they see me in public. They, you know, say they mean mugging me now. They got yeah. their baseballs up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I just want to inspire. Maybe I can inspire that person, you know, to do what they got to do. I don't inspire two people to start writing. They wrote two books already, two people already because of that. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, you know, you go and get this job and now let's go back to the job because again, a lot of people, you know, again, I, you know, I became a felon in college and um, when I came out, I had to go to Benedict 
And um, I couldn't get, it was hard for me to get a job. And so what was your transition? Was, was, did you did parole help you get the job or, you know, it just, they just gave you a shot? I mean, I had to, I had to maintain, you know, had to maintain employment, residency, you know what I'm saying? So my mindset already was, I worked, I was back in that prison working for free. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did, I got, I said, man, you gonna give me what? You gonna give me $10 an hour? You know? So, <laughs> so I was on it, you know, $10, boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? I'm wiping off tape. I was doing stuff I ain't supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting on, I'm waiting to go to work. But I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the break area. I'm wiping off table like maybe the manager or somebody see me doing something extra. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's what I did. So, so when you come out of prison, man, the, I would tell guys, man, the last thing that should be on their mind is a female. That's the last thing that should be on their mind is a female. I know it's going to be the first thing that I, I want to look, but, you know. Boy, that's a tall order, man. That's a tall order. <laughs> but you got you to gotta stay focused, man. You got to stay focused. You gotta get yourself together. You gotta get acclimated back to life, society, because it ain't it ain't gonna be the same as once once was out there before. Because you guys gotta stay focused, man, and, and maintain what you gotta do. If you if you if you go to the left, you are gonna keep on going to the left, man. So you gotta stay straight. So you said amazing word a little earlier. You said inspiration. So who who was yours when you came home? What or who or what was your inspiration? Well. Back, go back again to my daughter, man. You know, mm -hmm. when I came before I came on, she had a grand. She, when I, matter of fact, when I was at the, uh, the prison farm, she had a she had a child. Okay. So these books, you know, really for my grandkids. So me and my me and my oldest granddaughter gonna get the first one. She have ownership of the first one, then the second one. Must, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I'm gonna do it. Generational it. wealth, man. That's my inspiration, man. From grandkids, my daughter. Yeah, that's it. Love it, Love it man. So I ain't got no wife. I mean, I ain't got no wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they coming. You talking about getting this 10,000 books. They on the way. Right. <laughs> they on the way. So listen. Okay, you, you, I take it as it comes. You got that construction job, and you said that one, that was the one. That was the one to put you, you know, in the situation. How, how so? Because like I, I, was, I didn't know I can do this stuff. You know, I went on YouTube and started learning how to put a floor down, how to do this, how to do that. You know, then next thing you know, I put it on Facebook and then they're like, Willie, you do you do that, you do this, you do that. I'm like, yeah, I do that, I do that. So that's how it started, it started rolling for me. Yeah. Then I, I was still working for this for a guy, you know, we doing houses and stuff. And he said, Well, when I sell this house right there, I'm gonna give you X amount of money off the house. Yeah. So I'm in there, I'm in there doing my thing, boom, 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 boom. He sold a house, he just gave me a regular check. So I thought about everything I put on Facebook, on social media, all the hot, all the painting and the floors I did. I said, you know what? I'm gonna go out on my own. Love and it. That's when, I started, that's when I started Can't Stop, Won't Stop, Property Preservation right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that, I got the entrepreneur, businessman, author, I'm trying to do it. So when you stepped <laughs> out, when you stepped out on your own, you know, what what was some of the things that, some of the um, trouble you encountered when you first stepped out? What was some of the you know, things you encountered when you stepped out? Well, uh, getting equipment, you know, things mm -hmm. that I need, you know, the tools that I need. That's about the only thing, because I had built my clientele. It was like, because I was, like I'm saying, I was working for this guy, and then on the weekends, I do my side hustle. Yeah, hustle while you work. <laughs> yeah, so the hustle so the hustle got so good on the side that I just said, go on, I'm just going, you know, say go out on faith and do my own thing, and it's been pretty good. So it got so good that I said, man, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and put this book out. 
So I use that. So I use the money in the construction to put the book out because, you know, I'm doing it all by myself. I don't have no agent. I don't have no manager. I don't have no publicist. I'm the manager. I'm the publicist. I'm saying I got the editor. Everything you see on social media, I'm putting on there. And yeah. nobody helped me do it. I mean, again, you know, this is what we why we, you know, painting this picture and you know, I'll bring you back to certain points because I don't want to miss anything and I don't want the people to miss okay. the steps because everybody like, oh, it sounds easy for you because you're already doing it or you've done it. But it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Nah. It's not easy at all. You know, so. Um, when I tell people about my story, you know, I, again, I went to college. I even graduated college, but I couldn't get a job because I was a felon. So when I did get jobs, it's $8 an hour jobs. But I'm sitting here like I should be getting $60,000, $78,000 jobs. I got I got a degree, but right. I couldn't do that. So when I said I'm going to go out on my own 100%, that's where I Won't Starve came from because I'm letting them know, like, yo, I, I got a kid, I got a family and all that other stuff, but I'm not going to survive the way I want to off of this. I know I won't starve if I go do my own thing, but I always right. tell them it wasn't easy because it's not, we get, uh, we get, you know, we, that, that check get good to us. And you know that that check coming every week, every two weeks, and you can plan your life around it. When you don't know when the money coming, I tell people all the time, I was like about nine, 10 years almost since I remember when I, I knew when the check was coming, <laughs> it's just me out here in the mud hustling and, and I'm trying to make so many checks come so it don't matter when it's coming. I just, it's enough as opposed to somebody that's on that job that's not getting take, um, treated the way they're supposed to be treated because obviously they be trying to take advantage of you. Right. Or they're, they're not doing what they love or they got skills that they're not um using to flourish. You know, what, what would you tell them? Because it seemed like it didn't take you long to see it was something going shady and you're like, all right, let me go ahead and move on. But there's a lot of people that's been going on for the last five years in the job or, or in the space. What would you tell them, you know, to, to move? How, how would you tell them to move on? Well, I would, first I would tell them, you know, just have a, just have a, your personal conversation with God. Mm-hmm. You know, have your personal conversation with God. He, he'll let you know what's going on. And then I just think about, you know, things my brother told me, my grandmother told me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you're on a job and that person know that you depending on that job, that you need them that that for that job, they're going to try to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. And they know that you depending to take that job money to pay your life bill, pay your rent, whatever. So I didn't never, I'm a self-motivated person, man. I don't yeah. want to be like in that type of situation. You know, so they, I, don't, I don't need you today, Mr. Williams. You know what I'm saying? I've been there 30 years and I don't need you today, Mr. Williams. So that's that's my mindset. My mindset is entrepreneurship, you know what I'm saying, being my own boss, that master P approach. So this, 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 I tell guys, you know, this, if you want to do it, just do it. Just yeah. have per, your, personal, your personal conversation with God. So Eric, just have your personal conversation with God. And he'll he lead you in the right direction. Yeah. You're going to be up and down. You're going to be up and down. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? I, you may lose a little weight. You may not eat but one time a day, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you got to, you got to put it out there. You got to put it out there, man. Yeah. You got to keep, keep everything positive. So you came up with the name of the book Balling while you were um still inside. Yeah. Now, does that word balling mean something different to you now than it did then? <laughs> some some <laughs> so yeah, dude, because people don't even people don't even call me Willie no more. They say balling, balling, balling. <laughs> <laughs> so it took on a whole, it took on a whole new meaning. I was like, you know, balling, balling, balling. So you know. 
Even when I, even sometimes when I go to the club, the DJ will be, you know, he'll see me and put the song on ball. <laughs> 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 so, this, 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 so this book has changed my life, bro. Yeah. It really has. So yeah. I love that you you set me up for this one. This was great. So it changed your life. Tell me somebody who read the book that you know and it changed their life. Well, uh, was a Sandra Sandra Jero. Uh, this is this is what's the other lady name? What like I'm saying it was two people that are inspired to write a book, and they book mm. is out right now on Amazon. Wow! Wow! I'm like man. They got, you know, they gave me a little shout out in the book and everything. I, was like, okay. I love it. I so love I'm it. Say, I, I want to inspire people. Like, now I'm going to write a book too. So everybody now think I'm the smartest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but you're making it cool. And, and that's why one thing I love too, man, because when I became an author, that was like the coolest thing for me. You know, um, out here doing service-based businesses and things like that, I still didn't feel like it was my own. And so I come from the same situation out and mixing up in the street. And when I created my first book, I was like, I felt like myself again. And right. then, you know, being able to have that thing and, and it's cool because we never, you know, met authors. I know I didn't never meet an author when I was growing up. And right, so, right. you know, people look at authors like, wow, that's like a fable creature. Like, you know, <laughs> and so they we meet, smart. We smart. Yeah, we like you smart, super man. smart. And it's like, no, you just had the guts to do it because a lot of right. people got like a hundred books in them, but a lot of people just don't ever do it. And then to do it multiple times, it's just, a, it now it's like, okay, you really, you're, you're an expert. So everybody, you know, I've been able to speak and been flew all over the country to talk about books. Right, and I'm like, right. you know, it, it, this is just stuff that, I, I got stuff in my second book that came out in 2020 mm. that I put on YouTube in 2013. So I've been talking about this stuff. But okay. okay. You know, nobody yeah. paid attention to it so I put it in the book. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can show YouTube videos that's probably like 30 views, you know, and I sold thousands of books. So it's just was a different situation. So at the end of the day, it's, 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 a, um, it's an amazing scenario to be an author and um, having grandchildren to be able to see that because especially as a black man, you know, I feel like we don't tell our story enough. Right. And that's why we get lost in translation. And of course we don't read enough at all. You know what I mean? So now Seeing you, it looks cool to read. Right, it looks cool when you say I wrote three books, so I read X amount of books. Yeah. When I was down. It looks like a cool thing to do to read. So you know, I, I salute you again for that, and all the authors, especially the black authors, because we need to do more telling our stories. Um, that was what our ancestors did. You know, we they passed down stories through our writings, and we have to do the same things. Uh, we like it's time for your book about you. You know, it's time for your biography. Not just uh, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming because look, that story needs to be told, man. You know how how do you know how many people had amazing stories but nobody told? I, my grandmother's from Bishopville, South Carolina, and I yeah, and I, I, it's so hard for me to get something out of her for her to tell. Oh, me. Yeah, the older, yeah, the older ones, yeah, the eighty to ninety years. Yeah, they don't want to tell no, nothing, and I'm like it can help, you know what I mean? It can help me navigate. So I'm like, look, I'm telling whatever's going on, you know, and I'm happy that you, you know, you using this medium, this, this type of outlet as, you know, as an author, cause you could have wrote a rap song. Right. People took it as serious as the books in my opinion. So, you know, I think that that's dope. That's an amazing situation. So what does your daughter say about it? Oh, she, she, she happy. She happy about it. You know, she happy about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know that that got to be the best feeling in the world, man. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, kind of different because now, you know, your family members can't do certain things because you know, they're they gonna be like, hey, "Ain't you Willie Williams' daughter? Aren't you Willie Williams' grandson?" Yeah. <laughs> so you do the spotlight on them too. So, so a good one though, really a good do. one because yeah. you in Mullins, so you right. you away in Mullins, they know. You know, saying who, who you are too. I mean, my, my dad. I went through that. My dad went away. He was in uh, on the outskirts of Philly, but he's in Philly. But he was in a little small town outside of Philly, smaller than Mullins, um, uh-huh. called Phoenixville. When he went away, that was on every newspaper, every everything. They like, yeah, yo, dad. And then the thing, I look like the Joker too. So, it's right. like everybody. <laughs> so that that was what my dad was known for in that place. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the guy who went away to prison, you know, drug charges and all this other stuff like that. And so um, I know that now your daughter, the light is on her, but for something positive. Right. So that's, you know, a, that's, 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 that's a blessing. That's really Williams' that really William daughter right there. That's the guy wrote the book. So, you know, that's, you don't got to wrote the book. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you release your father. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing, man. So the name of this show is Starve Talk. And again, the acronym for STARVE is Stand Tall and Reclaim Victory Every Day. So tell me, what does that mean to you? Stand Tall, Reclaiming Victory Every Day. What I I get from that is be thankful, be grateful that you're still here. You know, after, you know, the last couple of years we done been through, you Mm. know. So, you know, you just got to, like, stand firm. Stand yeah. tall, you know, stay stay positive, inspiring, you know what I'm saying, education, you know what I'm saying, just, just stay right. That was five things for me, man. That, that, yeah. That's pretty good. That's right. I, I done, you know, had to do some, some background on you. you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, that's, you know, so I'm like, okay, this guy is, so I already, you already know that you did, you know what I'm saying, did time. And, you know, I was like, okay, so we could, we're going to have a nice little conversation today. Man, it's it's a it's an amazing situation um to for brothers to be able to build together because a lot of time we don't have um we don't talk and my brothers aren't like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the sisters are, but the brothers is like who that, who that, who that, who that. <laughs> and yeah. so you know, you gotta you gotta like open up and have conversation with other brothers because we can actually move mountains together. You know, That's we can right. do That's things right. that they, they don't think that we can do, but if we can have a a, a network of brothers that we can connect with and um, we can do a whole lot of things, man. Like I said, we talked about a good brother, Lester Young, and he's doing so many things and I've had conversations with him. He's had conversations with me and uh, I just, to see his growth, what he's been able to do and then him seeing my growth. Like he put his book out before me, his first book. He, he, inspired, he inspired me too. Yeah. I'm like, put a book out. I'm like, oh, I got my book sitting here. Uh-huh. But I put so my- you, How you book he said, I'm getting my second one, but I beat him to the second one with my second one. Then he came with his second one. Now I got my third one out. <laughs> so yeah. we, we've been, but it's, it's been healthy. It's been healthy. It wasn't no hate. It's been support. Right. Been everybody's right. been right. like, oh yeah, go ahead and do it. And, you know, we've worked on city projects, county projects, stuff like that together to help other people in the community. So it's good to do that, man. So definitely I was all willing to have you here on this platform and that's what um, Star of Talk is about, man, because for me, it's easy to try to get a celebrity. That's where I started at. You know, I started years ago in D.C. interviewing celebrities going all over the country. I've interviewed the likes of Ice Cube, Tony Rock, 
you know, some amazing people, DJ, DJ Khaled, some of everybody. But um, this gives me more gratitude. I'm, I'm grateful for this situation because everybody putting on, I need to really help my people. And the way to help my people is to get the real stories, to get the real people so they can see, not just through me, but other people not starving. They changed, they figured it out. They've got a skill set and they figured it out themselves. They might not be rich yet, but they're on the way, you know, because but they don't realize it's way more people not rich than it is people who are rich. rich. <laughs> right. And so you trying right. to help the other rich people with more stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, people will give Jay-Z anything he asked for. You know right. what I'm saying? But they give you help trying to get something. So I'm like, look, I ain't giving him no extra stuff. He got more than enough people giving him something. No right. disrespect. But who is this person here who can use a spotlight, who can use something and those type of things? So that's what the, the platform is about. And um, again, you fit the bill 100%. And again, I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing, man. Um, continuously doing what you're doing, for taking it out there and writing that book, writing those three books. Keep showing showing up and showing out for your family, man. Keep setting that legacy up. Um, let everybody know how they can support you, how they can find the books, where they can find them at, where you're going to be at. If you got speaking engagement, anything, however they can support you, let everybody know. Okay. Uh, well, you know, first you can go to Pick my book up on, on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. You can get that. You can get at me on Facebook. I'm on all social platforms, man. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on TikTok. So you put in "Ball in the First of a Trilogy," it's gonna come up. So it's coming up before they even. It's coming up even before the song now. The ball. So <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. So yeah. So just Google. You can Google Willie Williams. Willie C. Williams. You can. You know, what I'm saying anything "Ball in First of a Trilogy" is going. It's going to pop up. It's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. LinkedIn, Pinterest, TikTok. So I'm everywhere. So you could most definitely go get that book from Amazon. It's, a, it's, it. a, it's, a, it's an adult page turn. It's, it's the page turn. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like I'm saying, people like Walker Flocker got it, The Game, uh, Famous Amos, DJ Up. Uh, Famous Amos. I, I interviewed right, him as well. Guess. I interviewed him as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the book doing pretty good. You know, book, book, book. I ain't want to say how many, you know, no, oh, congratulations, no, man. <laughs> congratulations. No, do that. That's what this is about. You know, me and me, I look, I inspired my daughter wrote two books. I wrote three, she wrote two. She's she's 13 years old. You know, to collectively over the last three years, we've sold 10,000 books. So we're we're working. That's my goal. That's my goal. We're working. So put yeah, you know, put that out there, man. You know, because I want this to be a cool thing. I want kids to want to write. I want I right. want brothers and sisters to want to write a book. You know, because publishing, they've, you know, they, they always say the greatest trick the devil ever pulled, believe it don't exist. Publishing is a major, um, you know, situation. It's, it's literally a major industry, like the right. car industry, like the music industry. And it's controlled by a certain amount of people. And we, like, don't even worry about it. Like, nah, don't worry about that. But if enough people that look like you and I start writing, and start putting out some things because you gotta understand a lot of these movies we're white watching are made from from books, right? You know what I'm saying? So these TV series are from books. You know, like they they're not telling us that they don't want us to know that, so that we can really do this thing all the way through. Like balling can be somebody's movie. I got that already ready. I'm working this, on that. This, this is what I'm talking Sound, about. Soundtrack too. This is what I'm saying, and so. Nobody talks about that. And even the, the chosen few that look like us that choose to go that route, like a Steve Harvey, 
and he took his book and made it into a movie. You know, right. it's because they saw that they can make some money off him because he was he leveraged his celebrity. But you know, you know, the lady that did um Harry Potter wasn't no celebrity. She just was a writer. Yeah. And now she's a billionaire author. Yeah, for the K. So like Stephen King wasn't no billion, it wasn't no, he was just a writer, you know what I'm saying? Right. But then he started doing so writers still to this day, publishing is still a billion dollar industry. And so we we are not in the fashion industry enough. I remember Russell Simmons said he said, um, fashion is a billion dollar industry, but we get one tenth of one percent of it. Right. And I bet you, if you do the same numbers, it'll be the same in publishing. You know what I'm saying? It'll be the same in publishing. We're probably getting very minute piece of the finances in publishing. And we're sitting there like, it's all good. Like, no, 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 no. We got to do that. So hey, speak, spit your numbers, get your books out there. And that's residual yeah. income. You know what I'm saying? They don't know that in the next 10 years with these books. Next thing you know, you sitting down because you getting checks every every few months. Right, right. And you gone, <laughs> your daughter and, and your grandbabies are getting checks for the rest of their life because they're of the right. work you did. Put right. that out there. You know what I'm saying? We got to put that out there. So that's what we doing, man. Y'all know what we do here on Star of Talk. Another great conversation. Another great person here. Y'all know how to find me, www.jhaleem.com. I won't starve.com. Go to Starve Talk on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment on, in the, on the videos. Go ahead and, and subscribe to the podcast so that you can catch up with people like Willie. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. Go on Amazon. Just put in balling. It's pop up. As soon as you put in balling, it's going to pop right Boy, up. Go pop up. <laughs> so go yeah, get the book. Up, you watching the video, you're going to see this on the screen. You're going to see the, the links and everything on the screen. Y'all know how we do. So he'll be able to go ahead and get with him. Bring him to your city to speak. Bring him to the city to talk. He got an amazing story. I'm sure he got even more to share than he shared here. Go ahead and, and, and holler at him, support him, coming all the way from Mullen, South Carolina. Willie, thank you so much for giving me a, a little bit of your time this morning, man. And I look forward to reading the book because I'm definitely going to support you. True. And, you know, um, seeing you in, in the mix. Man, I appreciate you having me, man, this morning. No problem, we, man. We most, we most definitely got to do some more, some more business. I love it. I love it. Hey, man, have a great one. Look forward to hearing from you soon. I appreciate you, man. All right. I'm in the studio with Jay Holly. 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 You are now in the studio with Jay Holly. <laughs> Thank you.